this is somewhere where we connect also. So if I'm quoting you, you see that there's a plug somewhere. So welcome everyone on this transcendental appearance day of Lord Bangarat. And uh, I am speaking on Zoom, but, but I'm also speaking live. So, Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gyananasalakya Shakshuramitamya Tasmai Shri Shri So in the 10th canto, we are hearing about Lord Balva. Yadus Chadarna Silasya Nitaramuni Satama Patram Senabatinasya Visnur Viryani Samsana. O best of Munis, you have also described the descendants of Yadu, who were very pious and strictly adherent to religious principles. Now, if you will, kindly describe the wonderful glorious activities of Lord Vishnu or Krishna, who appeared in that Yaga's dynasty with Baladev, his plenary expansion. O Mother Devaki, by your good fortune and ours, the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself 
with all his plenary portions, such as Baladev, is now within your womb. Therefore, you need not fear Kamsa, who has decided to be killed by the Lord. Your eternal son, Krishna, will be the protector of the entire Yadamast. Baladev transferred to Rohini's womb and Devaki's miscarriage. Following the orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Yoga Maya transferred Baladev, Sankarsan, the seventh child of Devaki, from the womb of Devaki to the womb of Rohini. Because Sankarsan appears in order to increase love for Krishna, he is known as Ram, or uh, one may take auspicious strength from him to become a devotee of the Lord, and therefore he is also known as Balabhadra. So Sankarsan means one, means one who is attracted by two wounds. Uh, somehow or other, Lord Balaram first appeared in the womb, in the womb of Devaki, and is in that sense Krishna's full brother. But then he was transformed, transferred to the womb of Rohini, on a range of yoga mind. Um, so Lord Balaram is the Supreme Personality of God. He is not different from Krishna. Uh, uh, the same, the same power, the same potency, but a different mood. Because Krishna is known as Sevya Bhagavan, or the Lord who is being served, and Balaram is known as Sevak Bhagavan, or the Lord as the servant. So Balaram is always in that mood of serving. There is one Supreme Lord, Krishna, and all others are acting as his servants, including Balaram. So Balaram is, a, is an expansion, a Vaibhava Vilas expansion. Um, he is where Krishna is blackish, Balaram is whitish, Krishna wears a yellow dhoti, and Balaram a bluish dhoti. Although sometimes, that dhoti also changes. As mentioned in the in the nectar of devotion, that Balaram was chanting the name of Hare Krishna, and what happened was his dhoti became white, because by the name of Krishna, everything becomes purified. So it all became spotlessly white. Yamuna turned into milk, and Balaram's dhoti turned white. Yes. Uh, it is said that Balaram himself one time turned black by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. His body became blackish and like Krishna. So Balaram is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and as such, Balaram has all the uh, all the transcendental potencies. There is no limit to the potencies of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is such a Sankalpa. Such as Ankalpa means that whatever he desires can manifest. So he's not bound. We are bound by laws and limitations. <laughs> you know, like I can only desire so much and then it stops, right? But and all of us are finding our limitations. But Krishna is unlimited in all respects. Atheta Machutam Anadim Ananta Rupam. 
is one and simultaneously many of He takes unlimited forms, and Balaram is his second form. Now, in the spiritual world, the qualities of the spiritual world are known to be satsit anant, or everything in the spiritual world is eternal, everything is full of knowledge, and everything is full of happiness. That is spiritual world. Material world is the opposite. Asat, everything is temporary. Asit, there's we don't know. We're always, always living with the unknown. Who knows what's going to happen? Anything can happen. Right, the unknown. Think about it. Anything possible, and we don't know. We just don't know. So that is this world. We don't know, and. It is also the world where we are not happy. We are here always kind of unfulfilled. A little happy, yes, but fulfilled is a big word. That is a big word. Anyway, so here we are. Satsidanam, the spiritual world. Now it said Simata Radharani, she represents the quality of Anand, the quality of happiness. She is the personification of the Ladini Shakti, the pleasure potency. Krishna himself, he is the personification of the Chit potency, of the knowledge potency. And Balaram is the personification of the Sandini Shakti, of the existence potency. Therefore, all existence rests on Balaram. All the jivas, all the living beings are expanding from Balaram. Not at a certain beginning in time, but eternally so. Bhagavad Gita is stating that. Never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings. So we are eternally manifest from Balaram. Balaram from Balaram expands Sankarsan, and Sankarsan is known as Jiva, the origin of all, all Jivas, um, but not an origin in time. So Balaram, he provides everything, um, everything for Krishna. In fact, it is said that not only is Balaram this material world and is the entire material world resting on Balaram, but the spiritual world as well. So it is Balaram who is Vrindavan. And he is actually providing the playground of Krishna. He he's providing that energy that makes Vrindavan. So now we can see how important Balaram is. And at the same time, he's also in Vrindavan with Krishna performing pastimes. And yet that Vrindavan manifests from him. That is Balaram. So the role of Balaram is very important. And Balaram in this way is the complete servant. He provides everything. We hear that he is Krishna's shoes, Krishna's plates, also the instruments that are used uh, to glorify Krishna. Balaram is those instruments. Not only Mardanya is Balaram, but the cartels are Balaram, even Harmonian is Balaram. All these instruments are Balaram. He enters. You know, all these instruments, they are his manifestation. When Lord Chaitanya 
works in Navadvip as a Brahmana. Because Navadvip is very hot right, and very humid, even more hot than Amsala. Uh, therefore, Lord Chaitanya would walk bare chested. And on his chest, there was a Brahmin thread. And it was Balarama who had taken the form of Ananta Sesh, and he had become the Brahmin thread of Lord Chaitanya. So, in this way, we can just imagine Balaram as the servant of the Lord. Therefore, Lord Balaram is Adi Guru. Uh, he is the original spiritual master because he is the original servant. Guru means servant. Otherwise, there's no question of Guru. Um, guru is Sevak, always, always the servant of Krishna. So, in this way, uh, it is Balaram who is always serving Krishna and is the original spiritual master. Ah, yes. Balaram is the giver of spiritual strength. It is said that Balaram carries the plow and that with the plow, he is plowing the heart and uprooting the anartas. We know that Balaram killed a few demons. Uh, Krishna killed many demons, but a few demons are killed by Balaram. Uh, one of them is Dainakasura, and the other one is Pralambasura. Uh, so these two demons, they are killed by, uh, by Balaram. Now, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has written a book called Chaitanya Sikshamrita. And in this book, he describes the demons as archetypes. He describes the demons as uh, personalities that have a particular, uh, uh, particular mentality, particular demoniac mentality. For example, Agasura is a snake because he's cold-blooded. For him, all living beings are just utensils. He absolutely has no feeling for anyone. He just uses living beings as it works for him. It is said that Putana, Putana is, is the first false guru uh, because she's the mother. The mother is the guru. The mother is teaching and child is 100% trusting whatever the mother says. And here's Putana coming as a mother. Come, my little darling, poison I will give you. Some milk also, Krishna took the milk and the poison. Poison didn't harm him. Putana made advancement because of the milk. She became a Dhatri, a maid servant in the spiritual world for the milk. For the poison, she died. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is illustrating the mentality of the demons. Now, Dainakasura, uh, Dainakasura is basically a muda. He's an ass. He is basically some person who is just totally dull. Dainakasura, he cannot see anything more than what's on the ground. You know, hurry. Bread, butter, uh, taka, taka, money, money, money. Uh, 
Yes, money. Huh? It's all about money. And, uh, you know, and about material things. So, Denikasura was somehow or other engaged by Kamsa to guard this Taliban forest, right? Where there were these palm trees, these with this <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So park at your own risk. Yes. So enter at your own risk in this Taliban forest. And there is Dana Kasura and his band of asses. And anybody who comes in there, they're ready to destroy. Dana Kasura is simply interested in, in a small world a world of profit and gain. And that's all he believes in and everything else is just a waste of time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You fools, you know, spiritual life is for weaklings, right? Obviously for dreamy people, for people who are not really with their feet on the ground, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yes, you know, look, let's be frank, eat, drink, be merry, have fun, you know, in this world. What else? But uh, life is short. Enjoy while you can. So now, of course, Krishna and Balaram were in that, in that forest and Dainakasura came and kicked, turned around and kicked Balaram on the chest, but Balaram was has a hard chest, so he didn't care so much about that, you know. And Balaram grabbed the legs of Dinikasura and swung him around really fast. And Dinikasura already left his body by the just the, the force, the rotating force of him. And Krishna then threw the body in the trees and like a domino game, one tree knocked over another tree and they then Krishna, then all the other asses came and Krishna Balaram threw all his asses around in the trees. Now, it is said that this demon that was killed by Balaram and Pralambasura as well indicates the anartas that we have to give up on our own accord. So we have to give up this small-minded mentality of simply trying to enjoy the material world of simply trying to exploit the material energy. We ourselves have to come to the point, to rise above the point of an animal and to actually inquire, to inquire about the absolute truth. That is our business as human beings beyond the animalistic life. And that we have to do voluntarily. Pralambasura, he's your, uh, 
you cool Mr. Muscle, you know, <laughs> the hey baby type, you know. <laughs> he is just, just particularly into illicit sex and enjoying the strength of his body. Yeah. And uh, he thinks it's gonna last forever. <laughs> the fool that he is, yeah. Uh, one day his muscles will become flappy and so on. His body will start bulging on all sides and his muscles will click quickly turn into fat. Yeah. Oh yes, his brain is on. He doesn't have to worry about it because he doesn't have very much. <laughs> Columbus. Yes. Anyway, so this tendency we also, we also have to give up voluntarily. Illicit sex. Somehow or other, Metunya Agra, the shackles of sex life, everyone is bound by illicit sex in this world. This is so. Uh, this is what Amsterdam is all about these days. If you didn't know, um, that's where we are at the moment. And uh, yes, it is, and not only Amsterdam, the whole world, the whole world. We are in a jail, and the bars are made of sex life. And Sheila Braubert explains that there is a cage, and that there is a bird in a cage. And one day the cage is placed out into an open field and the, the door of the cage is open. The bird is sitting inside on its stick. And it, it has one of those white things for its beak, you know. I don't know exactly what it is, some white seed or something. Huh? It's a bone of one. It's a, it's a bone of an octopus. There you go. And he's playing with that. And he's sitting there and he has a green leaf of salad, of course, <laughs> which is always there in the cage and a, and a little bit of grain. And he's looking at it, you know, yum, yum. <laughs> Here's lunch. But now the door of the gate is open. And shuff. He flies out of the cage, free to fly in the sky and everywhere freely flying around. And then after a while, all that flying makes you hungry, you know. And well, the grain is there and the salad leaf is there. And that bird goes right back into the cage. Here we go. Jadari Krishna. And suddenly we are lifted up in the sky, above, above the ordinary mundane. And then, uh, then we go back voluntarily into our cage. And the bars are made of sector. So it is these two things, lust and greed. Uh, if we look at Danica Sura and Pralamba Sura, then we're looking at lust and greed. And it is this lust and greed that binds us, binds us into this material world. Yeah. 
So that we have to understand. Then we have to somehow or other, by our own understanding, we have to, to get the point. And then we have to give up these amartas, these stumbling blocks. Therefore, it is said for regulated principles. Yeah? And we are told, here are four regulated principles. Now you follow. <laughs> yes, yes, I will follow. <laughs> or, yes, yes, I have been following these things my whole life. Yes, yes. Even my grandmother, she was following. <laughs> yes, my family, we are following. Uh, what about the onions? Uh, some onions sometimes. What about the garlic? Ah, little garlic. What about all the wrong E numbers? E numbers? <laughs> yes, many. Once upon a time, my dear devotees, I was in India and they asked me to go to Australia. And Australia paid my ticket. When I came to Australia, Australia said, Now, how are you going to pay the ticket? Well, I said, Well, you have to collect. They sent me out with a devotee who gave me a row of paintings and said, you have to sell these paintings. I said, okay. And, uh, and he dropped me out in a factory area. I'm walking in the street and there's a sign, blood and bones, blood and bones. Whose blood, whose bones? Next moment, I'm walking into this factory and they're slaughtering chickens. One man is cutting the heads of chickens putting the bodies on a conveyor belt, throws the heads in the bin. I hold up my paintings, he buys for $400 worth. There's blood on the money. Anyway, <laughs> money doesn't stink. <laughs> so what to do? Okay, I took it. Yeah, was for Krishna. Ay, 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 one month of slaughterhouses. Then I came to one particular place where they had a big kettle and it was steaming and steaming and steaming. And then there were containers next to them. These containers were full of heads and legs and tails and all these things of animals. And in that kettle, they were making the E numbers. Yeah. That's what they were making in that kettle. The E numbers, the non veg ones. So it may be a good idea to check the E numbers. I tell you, when I looked in that bin, it was shocking. Anyway, okay. So that we voluntarily, we voluntarily are taking the austerity. This morning, someone wrote to me and said, what if I have to go at work and they're having some lunch and they go to some restaurant and uh, they, they invite me and they have something vegetarian in the restaurant. No, no, can't eat it. Yeah, but, but can I eat nothing? Okay, some salad, but you have to fish out the onions. And onion powder doesn't is not easy to fish <laughs> so you can wash it in the toilet
<laughs> yes. So that we have to embrace these four regulated principles. So Balaram stands for that. And then, and then Balaram prepares the ground in this way by taking away the stumbling blocks. Just as when you plow a field, you come across some old tree trunk or a rock in the field and you have to take it out. Uh, clean the field nicely, take it out. Very clean fields, nice. Then Krishna will plant transcendental knowledge. Gyanasim achutta bala. In this way, Krishna and bala. And Balaram's plow. So we are worshipping Lord Balaram. Uh, Lord Balaram is the giver of strength. What does that mean? We can pray to Balaram, stand in front of the altar, or Nichananda Balaram. Here, Krishna and Balaram are on the altar. There's no difference between Nichananda and Balaram. So Krishna and Balaram are here today. They're standing on the altar, right? Krishna. So we can pray to Balaram for spiritual strength. But we should understand that if we assist Balaram, if we get more spiritual strength, Balaram is serving Krishna. So if we join Balaram and they are making arrangements for Krishna's comfort, just or for or spreading Krishna's fame, uh, it is said that Balaram takes the form of Ananta, and as Ananta is in the form of a snake, he becomes an umbrella, and he also has many, many mouths. And with all these mouths, simultaneously, he's glorifying Krishna. So in this way, glorifying Krishna, Balaram is unlimitedly glorifying. And it's said that the mouth of Lord Ananta is the jewel case of the glorification of Krishna. So if you want to glorify Krishna or chant the holy name of Krishna, then we pray to Lord Ananta for the power to chant, the power to glorify yes, Krishna. So that we can do. So prayer is one way that we can approach Lord Balaram, service and assisting him in making arrangements for Krishna's pleasure and spreading Krishna's fame is another way that we can um, attract Lord Balaram and his mercy. Now, Lord Balaram is the elder brother, and Krishna is offering him respects. Krishna offers obeisances to him. It is described that uh, Balaram has, uh, has a tendency to get intoxicated. He likes honey, as we know. So on a day like today, uh, we must offer honey to Balaram as much as we can. And Balaram, he uh, is known, when he was intoxicated, he told the Yamuna to come. The Yamuna didn't want to come. And Balaram used his plow 
and scraped the Yamuna. And the Yamuna began to turn into many branches. Then she quickly came, <laughs> begged forgiveness. So it is said that uh, when Krishna and Balaram, um, they left, they left Vrindavan to Mathura, and there um, they killed Kamsa. Krishna killed Kamsa, and they killed these big wrestlers, and uh, it was a whole scene. Uh, they killed the elephant. And they walked in brand new clothes with their tusks over their shoulders into the wrestling arena. And then they wrestled with Chanura and Mustika and Balaram fought with Chanura and Krishna with Mustika. Krishna smashed Mustika on the head and his eyes popped out. And they were dangling like that. So in this way, uh, Krishna and Balaram showed their great prowess. Then they returned, they put, after Kamsa was off the throne, Kamsa had falsely claimed the throne. His father, Ukrasena, was actually the king. So, but Ukrasena was old. So then Krishna and Balaram had to stay in Mathura to protect the city of Mathura. But Jarasandha was the brother-in-law of Kamsa was very upset and he came with a huge army every time to attack Mathura and it became too much. Millions of soldiers attacking Sizdam. Krishna and Balaram defeated the army many times, but still it became a bit much. So eventually Krishna left the battlefield. He's known as Ranchur, the one who left the battlefield. They were walking towards uh, Gujarat to Prabhas Kshetra, which is just on the coast. And on the way, there was, they met Parasuram. So Parasuram, he recognized Krishna as the Supreme Lord and offered his obeisances and wanted to do some service. So Parasuram told that there is this mountain, and a mountain is a natural fort. So why don't you? go onto this mountain. So they went onto the mountain. Now we know that uh, that then uh, Jarasandha came and he brought the king of Chedi. So the king of Chedi is Shishupal. Shishupal. He brought Shishupal. <laughs> so Shishupal had a brilliant idea. Shishupal said, you know what we do? We just pack wood, lots of wood at the bottom of the, of the mountain. And then we set fire to it, and they will be roasted. So in the Krishna book, we are reading that uh, the mountain was set on fire, and that Krishna and Balaram, they were on this mountain, which was 80 kilometers high, a rather high mountain, and that they jumped off this mountain. Right? Um, now, the Harivamsa, is, is another book which describes more about the pastimes of Krishna. It gives a bit more detail. So in the Hari Vamsa, it is said that when Kamsa and Shishupa were there, and when Shishupa had this idea of packing wood around the base of the, of the mountain, setting it on fire, then the heat cracked the mountain. And because the heat, it was so hot, the fire, that the water began to boil. 
And as a result, it became steam. And the steam threw many rocks off the mountain that killed many soldiers of the army of Jarasandha. And then uh, Krishna and Balaram, they were up in the orchards. And there is a rumor that they jumped off the mountain because of the fire, but that is not true. Actually, the fire never came over the top of the mountain where they were. Rather, up there, there were these fruit orchards and there were many beehives in there. So Balaram started to drink a lot of honey. And then Balaram says to Krishna, hey, Krish, look, look at me. And he just jumps off the mountain. So then Krishna also jumped off the mountain and he couldn't stay behind. So Balaram landed first. And as he landed, he manifested his club and his plow and he pulled the soldiers of the army close and then boom hit them on the head and then pulled some grabbed them with the with the plow and then boom hit him on the head he grabbed more with the plow and hit them over the head in this way he knocked out a good contingent of the army of jarasandha then next thing krishna lands just when they are recovering from balaram krishna lands and krishna knocks over a whole a whole bunch as well so in this way, they got a good hiding before Krishna and Balaram proceeded, <coughs> went to Prabhasakshetra and made the city in the sea. Vishwakarma then built the city. And in this way, Krishna and Balaram lived there in Dwarka in, in the city. So, of course, they lived there for uh, a long, long time. Uh, in Vrindavan, they didn't live so long because basically only the first, when they were 11, they were sent for education to Sandipani Muni's ashram. That was the, the custom right, that Brahmins and Brahmin boys and Ksatriya boys would be sent for education at 11. So they're only 11 years in Vrindavan. And then, because after having been with Sandipani Muni, then it was over. Right. Then they, uh, they moved to Dwarka, where they stayed for a long, long time. So Krishna and Balaram uh, went through many, many different pastimes at that time. We remember that uh, Arjuna, somehow or other, uh, was attracted to Subhadra. But actually, uh, Balaram, he was friends with Duryodhana for some reason. <laughs> Balaram was friends with Duryodhana. So Balaram had a plan Duryodhana. So, you know, like uh, then Krishna advised uh, Arjuna to dress up like a sannyasi and come like a sannyasi and just, you know, get a lot of respect and so on. And then uh, escape with, with Subhadra. That's a bit uh, drastic. <laughs> I hope our sannyasis will not uh, follow that example. And, uh, that will not be good. But anyway, that happens. 
And Balaram became very, very angry. Balaram was ready to kill Arjuna. Um, but then Krishna went there, pacified Balaram, and said, But Subhadra wanted Balaram, wanted him. She wanted him. Oh, So this was the relationship, although Krishna was the supreme personality of Godhead, and in one sense is the superior. Yeah? At the same time, externally Balaram was the superior. Um, I have so much water, I have a whole bottle from your kitchen, <laughs> from your house. Yeah. Tastes better than Amsterdam water. <laughs> Not like a house. So, uh, in this way, Balaram is, and it's very interesting how Balaram is favoring Duryodhana and how Krishna is favoring um, the Pandavas, and how this whole war comes to Kurukshetra and how Balaram didn't want to be part of it, that Balaram goes on a pilgrimage during the whole war, and that he comes back at the end, just when Bhima and Duryodhan are ready for a club fight. Now, Balaram had personally trained Duryodhan in club fighting, and Balaram obviously is the best club fighter. So Duryodhan was expert in all the techniques of club fighting. Bhima didn't have so much technique, but Bhima had his own style, which was just called both. You know, uh, in, 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 in Dutch, the Botabel, you know, uh, I don't know how to say that in English, uh, unfortunately. But it just, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Bima usually didn't fight with the clubs. Bima preferred to fight with trees. <laughs> Rip a tree out of the ground and just fight with a tree. So, but on the, but he also knew how use clubs right? so Bhima was stronger and Duryodhana was more uh, more expert and so at one point it is Krishna who is giving signs to Bhima to hit to hit him below the belt which is against the rules against the rules because before the war Gandhari who was blind not blind, but it followed her blind husband and had covered her eyes and called her son and said, you appear before me naked and I will glance at you and you will become invincible. And then Krishna said, but you know, how can you go naked, you know, as a lady, you know, you're a man, that's at least covered, cover your waist, you know, yeah, you can be naked, but that part cannot be naked. You know, then Gandhari took off her, the cloth of her eyes, and she saw that he was wearing the cloth. And she realized that Krishna was <laughs> And she knew that her son would die. Yeah. She knew. And now it happened. So, you know, Krishna is giving signals to Bhima. To you know, because the, the, the fight is going on. And then, you know, then, oh, Bhima smashed his hips, which was really 
we are not following the rules of proper conduct. So, Balaram was so angry. It took Krishna's all his efforts to calm Balaram down. But it's very interesting how this division is there. Because on the one hand, here are two aspects of the Supreme Personality of God, and they are taking opposing sides. And how is this possible? He is Duryodhan and he is clearly envious. He is Duryodhan and the way he has behaved throughout the whole Mahabharata, it's just too much, too much. And he deserved it, whatever was coming, he is Duryodhan. How is it that the Supreme Lord is favorable to him as Balaram? I mean, isn't he on the side of Dharma? So how is it that Balaram was on the wrong side? Yeah, well, is that? But we should know that although Duryodhan, although Duryodhan was was envious, Duryodhan was still Aksatriya, and Duryodhan as Aksatriya was still living by principles of Vedic culture. Duryodhan was giving charity. Remember, remember that. Arjuna once saved Duryodhana's life. And then, that's a long story which I won't tell today. And then there was a benediction, a benediction. So Duryodhana said, okay, you saved my life. So what benediction do you want? Arjuna said, I'll take it later. <laughs> and then, then one, during the battle, later, during the battle, Duryodhan goes to Bhima, to Bhisma, goes to Bhisma, said, Grandfather, you are not really fighting. They are your favorites and you are sparing them. You are sparing them. Yes, you're not really fighting. All right, all right, Bhisma said, he's challenged now. He says, okay, here are five arrows. With these five arrows, I will kill the Pandavas tonight. And Duryodhana says, Grandfather, can I keep those five arrows for the night? Because Duryodhana knew very well, in the night, something's going to happen. <laughs> Krishna is going to have some tricks for sure. And yes, something did happen. That night, Arjuna comes to the tent of Duryodhana, and Arjuna says, Remember, Duryodhana, remember that boon that you owe me? Mm, yes, Arjun, what you want? You want the kingdom without any battle? No, 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 I don't come for that. No, no, just give me those five arrows. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> then the Bhisma became so angry, so angry. <laughs> even fought, almost got, he said, he made me break my promise, now I will make him break his promise. And Krishna said he wouldn't fight. Today I will, I will either kill Arjuna or Krishna will have to fight. And Krishna lifted the chariot wheel, of course, and was ready to kill Krishna. So here we see um, this, all this going on, and all the time we see 
we see Duryodhana. And Duryodhana is politicking and conniving. Duryodhana at the same time is exactly who follows codes of honor. He gave those arrows. He didn't say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boon, what boon? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Any of us would have said, boon, you know, they, hey, you know, get out of my tent. You know? <laughs> Forget it, right? You know, yeah. That's what any of us would have said. We're from Kali Yuga, after all. We would, would say, boom, benediction. Yeah, 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 sure, you know. I mean, <laughs> see you later, baby. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow you're going to be finished. <laughs> That's what we would have said, for sure. So we can see doing it on a principle. When Aswatthama killed the five sleeping sons of Draupadi and, and came to Duryodhana, Duryodhana was injured, broken hip. He's lying there. Then Aswatthama came and just said, he comes with the heads of these five boys. Five. He says, I killed But when he found out that he killed the five sleeping sons of Draupadi, was not appreciative. He rejected that. He was against what Aswatthama did. So although Duryodhana is on the, on the one hand envious of the Pandavas and so on, on the other hand, he also has his principles. And for that, he got the mercy of the Supreme Lord. For that, Balaram supported him. And yet, because Krishna ultimately is the Supreme Lord and his will will prevail. Therefore, ultimately, okay, Duryodhana had to die and Arjun had to win and so on. And they live long and happily ever after and all that, uh, you know. But that, it's interesting though, uh, that there is this, uh, the, the two expansions of the Supreme Lord Take two different sides. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. So, um, on this day, um, on this day, we are turning to Lord Balaram. Srila Prabhupada told the devotees in Vrindavan, he said, if you have any problem, just go before the deities of Krishna and Balaram and tell them your problem. So Balaram is here behind the curtain. But if you have any problem, you just tell to Lord Nichananda Balaram. Balaram, Balaram, Balaram. It was Sila Prabhupada who draw that, drew that picture of Krishna and Balaram, where Balaram is leaning on Krishna's shoulder. He made the sketch, and then Bharadwaj, Prabhupada's artist disciple, went to Jaipur and got the deity's card. In that pose, where Balaram is leaning on the shoulder of Krishna, Prabhupada says, who's stronger, Krishna or Balaram? And the answer is 
it's Krishna because Balaram is leaning on his shoulder. <laughs> so in this way, it's Krishna. Yes. Yes. So we are very happy on this day that we can turn to Lord Balaram um, because we need strength. We are, are by nature weak. We are from this age of Kali. We are lazy, not so intelligent, short-lived, always disturbed. That is our nature. Careful, we're fundamentally weak. And we need all the strength we can get. So on this day, let us all pray to Lord Okay, I will uh, stop with that. But now, you see, if there's a question or two, then I'll take those. Any questions? They're there from the internet. Let's hear a question. Guru Maharaj, um, thank you for sharing the pastimes of Lord Balaram. And I was curious, what were times in your path when you weren't maybe physically in the same space as your guru? Could you share some of the times that you really felt his presence? What were those moments like, what you felt, and maybe what you were doing when you felt the connection the most when he wasn't right next to you? <laughs> I have to think about that one. Um, could you all hear that question? Shall I repeat? It was about, uh, yeah, when the guru is not right next to us, how do we feel that connection? Um, and, and at what time do you feel that the most? Uh, yeah, when I took sannyas, my spiritual master told me that. Uh, sannyasis wave at each other from planes. <laughs> <laughs> so that became a bit of our relationship, you know, that uh, we both traveled the world and we both uh, preached Krishna consciousness. Uh, I guess the real meeting is in service more than anywhere else. Um, in the Lilamrita, in the Prabhupada Lilamrita, there is, is a story how uh, there was a devotee in New Vrindavan. And this devotee in New and Prabhupada was being carried. There was a road in New Vrindavan, uh, which was called the Agasura Road. <laughs> it was an impossible road. So they were carrying Prabhupada in a palanquin over the Agasura Road. And it was evening time, so they brought out torches. So it was the most transcendental experience, Prabhupada being carried there in, uh, in this palanquin and with these torches, it was just very beautiful. And then one devotee felt, oh, I want to be closer. I want to be closer to Prabhupada. And that devotee went all the way up right next to Prabhupada, only to feel that even while being right next to Prabhupada, still, universes away, you know, in a sense, that 
because Prabhupada was clearly in the spiritual world. He was clearly in his own realm. And how, how could one really be close to such a personality? But if we try to fulfill the desire of such a personality, that's where the closeness comes. So those are the moments when we feel really close and feel really, really connected. And we try. Of course, you know, we, we may not do it perfectly, but at least we try. Give it the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the way. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Yes. Any, any answer here? Any question here? Yeah. How can we see Krishna Balaram in the deities here who are, you know, Lord Nichinanda, Lord Chaitanya? But the deities, they are Rajendranandanye Sachi Sutta Holy so that the son of, of the Lord of Vrindavan, Nanda Maharaj, uh, Krishna, that is Lord Chaitanya, that is Sachi Sutra, no difference. And Balaram Holamita, Balaram is Nichananda. So there's no difference. We used to practice this in Vrindavan. We used to go in front of Krishna Balaram and we used to sing Jaya Bhura Nita, and then we go in front of. of uh, of Gordi Tai and think Jaya Krishna Balaram, Jaya Krishna Balaram. We used to do these things in the Kirtan. We used to have long Kirtan. And uh, that was nice. So, yes, um, in the beginning, when it comes to deities, we need to remind ourselves. You know, in the beginning, we have to remind ourselves this is the Supreme Personality of God. Because we don't really, in our heart, fully believe it. If we would, we would fall unconscious on the ground. And in the same way, we don't really, maybe we don't believe that Gornitai or Krishna Balaram. So we have to remind ourselves, here's Nitai Balaram and Krishna Chaitanya. They are right here today. So in this way, Krishna and Balaram are here. Krishna and Balaram, even if you don't have the deities, don't worry. Then you just chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Ram, Hare Rama, Ram, Ram, Hare Hare, because that Rama is also Balaram, and then Krishna is there. So Krishna and Balaram are also in the Mahamantra. So in this way, we always have the, the, the presence of Lord Balaram. And it is by Lord Balaram's, by taking shelter of Lord Balaram, that we can become servants of Krishna. That's the idea. Right? So today I spoke about that mood of service of Balaram. So we are trying to, uh, to learn to also serve Krishna in the same way as Balaram is serving Krishna. Or as Nichananda is serving. Yeah. Loud, loud, loud. I've been lately taking some like deeper, more underground stories and like more Balaram oriented because some of the traditions are pretty like more detail about who like how it works out what it works. Maybe Bhakti Prayoras from Vasarat Sutra is a book you can read. 
um, something is there. Um, Krishna and Balaram, you know, like you will not find a book which just deals with Krishna and Balaram alone. Krishna and Balaram particularly are part of the uh, Sakyaras, right? With them, we are seeing the cowherd boys, so the Sakas, all these cowherd boys. But Krishna and Balaram are also part of, uh, of Madhuryaras. Obviously, Krishna performs Madhuryaras, but these cowherd boy pastimes, they mix with the pastimes of the gopis because they are adding to the gopis. In the morning, Krishna and Balaram are going with the cowherd boys in the forest and the gopis are in separation. Later, when the coward, when Krishna and Balaram are with the gopis, then the cowherd boys are in separation. So in this way, they enhance each other's attachment to Krishna. So, and then the parents are there. So all these rasas, only five rasas are enhancing one another. When Krishna and Balaram leave for the forest, then Nandi and Yasoda also want to come. They say, no, no, we'll come, we'll come, we'll come. And then finally, Krishna says, yeah, but when we come back home, who will, who will give the lunch? Who will cook the lunch? Mm -hmm. Must be love. So then Yasoda says, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I'll go back and cook the lunch. Because no one else can cook the lunch. Of course, only I can cook the lunch. <laughs> okay. And she goes, like this, you know, it's like, okay. Otherwise, the elders would come the whole day to the, to the forest. And then there's no more fun, obviously. When the elders come to the forest, then it's like yesterday we were walking in a forest and there was a hut made of branches and it was clearly made by adults, right? And I saw that hut and I thought, no kid is gonna go in there because every kid can see it's been made by adults, you know? <laughs> That's no fun, you know? That's a no fun hut for them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Prima. Why do we have to go through separation? You're the next. Uh, one second. <laughs> and then you're next. Just, just hold on. Yes. Why do we have to go to separation? You know how it is when you are always with someone, uh, when you're always with someone, start to take them for granted. Then when you are in separation, oh, oh, oh suddenly your love is so much stronger. Oh, I, I was treating him uh, not properly. Oh, the separation raises the quality of our, of our love. So we need it. And then there is no more chance to make up uh, by a... Not eternal separation. Not eternal separation. There's some meeting also. Okay, next on the, on the internet. Yes. All right. How do you go? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yes. Hare Krishna. I have a question. I don't know um, that it shows my uh understanding but i 
I was, I heard one of your classes and you said that there were no uh, babies in the spiritual world. Sorry, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear your baby also. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, so there's no babies in the spiritual world. And I was just wondering, uh, you know, Krishna book is there and I thought the- The material world. Krishna book is- Krishna book okay, is so that's material world. The past times the material world where Krishna shows his baby form. And he grows up and his body changes according to he gets ripples in his belly and, and so many things and his navel is like a lotus many nice things baby things about krishna uh, but uh, in the spiritual world he's always a youth but his parents think he's a baby <laughs> it's still his mother still puts him on her lap he's 15 years old but she treats him like a baby. Okay. But yeah. so, so Krishna's not a baby in the spiritual no, world. No, not a baby in the spiritual world. No, he's not. There are no babies in the spiritual world. No. <laughs> she doesn't want to be. <laughs> heard it before and I wrote it. And, <laughs> and now you're asking again. You have to believe me. <laughs> okay. But. I'm sorry. But really then the, the, the five Don't cry now. Can't hear. No. Bad signal. Can you speak closer to the machine? Rasa with uh, Krishna. This. Yeah, we cannot hear you properly. But the doesn't exist, or how? How? how they don't need babies to feel that parental feeling. They have I am such, just sorry. They have, they have such strong parental feelings that they don't need a baby form. Here we don't have much parental feelings, so we need a baby form to bring the parent out of us. Okay, okay. If, if, if so then there's no demons child, in this situation. <laughs> grow up, we leave them. We don't care anymore. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Maharaj. <laughs> There's one devotee here who wants to make comments. Oh, yeah. Ladu Gopal is talking about Ladu Gopal. Ladu Gopal that is being worshipped is a form of Krishna in the material world. It's not the form that Krishna manifests in the spiritual world, but the Ladu Gopal form, the Bala Krishna, is, which is worshipped in uh, in the Pusti Mark. Right, another line of Balabharacharya, they worship Krishna's child, and uh, um, that form of Krishna's child. So that deity, the Ladu Gopal deity, comes from there. Something like in the Gaudiya, we can worship Krishna's child, but we understand that that's the form he manifests in this material world, in Boma Vrindavan, and in the spiritual world, he doesn't have that. The Vaikuntha planets are are different according to the Briyad Bhagavad Samrita. There the residents take all kinds of forms, but there are no babies there. 
even in the heavenly planets, there are no babies. Right? Only here, but in the heavenly planets, no babies. They already, although they have sons, children, they are immediately used. Right? They don't have to grow up and go through that whole thing. You know, with all these years, you probably got to put your kid through school and it's teething time and all these things. No, it's not there. Of course, the ladies are not convinced that this is nice. <laughs> but when, once you're a heavenly lady, it's fine. <laughs> What to speak of a spiritual lady? Okay, there's a message here. Okay, message, message. It's very complicated now to open up the messages as well. Chat box. Uh, dear Maharaj Hare Krishna, I had a query with regards to the fourth regulated principle. It is the second. In married life, that is to come together to procreate. I was listening to a Ramayan class, and there it was discussed that it's the duty of the man to go beyond this rule, if need be, to satisfy his partner to uphold the ashram and his married life. So the vow we take during initiation is that only to mate with our wife, or this also comes in. Can you please help me understand this? Your servant, Prem Adnani. Oh, oh. <laughs> my dear Prem, the best is if we just are careful about getting involved with the body. Because the body is what binds us to the material world. So these, these physical relationships between a man and a woman, they create a knot in the heart, Vidaya Gantin. And this Vidaya Granti, even when you are married, still there is a knot in the heart. It reinforces, it creates so many things, children, social life, land, family. And in the end, we are reinforced in the bodily concept of life. And that's dangerous because then at the end of life, we may take another birth. Therefore, better to be strict about the fourth regulated principles if you want to go back to government. Better. Better don't play with matches. You might burn your fingers. And, you know, uh, better don't play with the fire of lust. Why? Uh, and try and extend the borderline. Yes, of course, you know, that may happen. It may happen, I understand. Uh, that does happen, but uh, whether that is wise, I think as we're maturing, we realize maybe better not. You know, let's not, let's minimize sex life. At one point, a man and woman can live together without sex. That is better, that is better. No sex at all is still better than, than even regulated sex life. Sooner or later, it has to come to that. That's what we have Vanaprastha for. And Vanaprastha is the ignored ashram. When the hair gray turns gray, we, we, we dye it. <laughs> so you don't see it. 
Ivana Krasti basically means no more sex. So it's better, better to work on it if you want to go back to that. Okay, uh, I don't know who's talking on the internet. Something, somebody talking. Okay, so uh, that was the chat. Close the chat. Uh, now we have one more person here on the net, and that will be the last one. Yes. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, two uh, quick questions, one for myself and then one from Giri. So you gave a nice meditation about the plow of Balaram and how that plows the heart for Krishna to come. So what is the meditation of the mace? Oh, the mace, the mace to deal with the demons. The mace is not used for the club. It's not in Vrindavan. It's used outside of Vrindavan and it's used to smash the opposing forces. So in other words, surrender to Krishna or get smashed. <laughs> That's the choice. <laughs> and the next question. Hi, Krishna. Uh, this morning we, uh, I we I, I I went we went to the manor and uh, we had a call group. A question from his Bhagavatam Sangha was, uh, uh, what type of species was uh, Pramasura in his original form? Like when he was not a um a uh, a child, like when he pretended to be a child, but otherwise, what type of a species was he? <laughs> now, Palambasura was hiding like a cowherd boy. It's Vatsasura who was, was, was hiding like a calf. But, you know, uh, they are all human. All these demons, when they take other forms in their original form, they're human. But there are yogis who take these forms with mystic power. Like Agasura is human, but he takes a snake form. Vatsasura is human, but he takes a calf form. Pralambasura is a big demon with red hair, but he takes the form of a cowling boy. And like that, there are, uh, it said he had copper hair, is Pralambasura in his original form, his huge blackish form, and copper hair. And fiery eyes, Palambasura. But Vatsasura was hiding, was, was hiding like a girl. But he was also human originally. Mm, okay. So I'm going to end, huh? and I end the internet here first. So bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you again very soon. I'm not pressing the leave button by surprise, Hare Krishna, before you can say anything. <laughs> <laughs>